0: Today on the channel, I wanna go over how to qualify for a short sale, whether you're a homeowner watching this and you're wondering if you might be a good candidate, or how to identify if the seller, if that's an option for a seller if you're a realtor or an investor. Let's get to it. Before we get into today's video, you know what I'm going to say, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you can get notified of all of the videos that we do every week. Uh, we put out five videos a week and I'm doing everything based off of your questions um, and information that you want to know. Okay, so how do you actually qualify for a short sale? Like, how What does that look like and what is the bank looking at so that you know, hey, if I apply, this is a good chance that I'm going to get approved. So one of the major misconceptions when it comes to short sales is that if someone is in foreclosure that means that they're automatically a short sale like oh the seller has to negotiate with the bank because they're losing the house and that could not be any further from the truth this happens even when you guys come in to the boot camp where people think it's a short sale boot camp and it's not it's a pre-foreclosure because in the boot camp we go over all of the exit strategies and so what we're going to talk about today just short sales but Pre-foreclosure and foreclosure does not mean short sale, so let's get that out of the way. So what is a short sale? A short sale is where a homeowner has a financial hardship, okay? They can't afford the house, they're either in foreclosure or they're starting to fall behind. They don't actually have to be behind, but they have to show that they can't afford the house. So eventually they're going to fall behind, but in order to qualify with their financial hardship, they have to prove that they can't afford it. So Let's go over some hardships. You've got loss of job, like the loss of job and the loss of income is the most obvious. Someone loses their job, they can't afford the mortgage or maybe they're in between jobs or They've been at the same job, but maybe they're getting less work and they're making less money. You've got divorce, that could be a financial hardship where they qualified based on both income and only one set of expenses, and now that other person moves out and they have to worry about a whole other set of expenses. So now everything's doubled and they can't afford it, especially if you know they've gone through the divorce and someone was awarded the house and they can't refinance because they're not paying the mortgage like all of those situations and then, and then truly like what's happened with the pandemic that in itself the last couple of years all you had to do was say oh i had you know i don't want to censor the word or whatever but I got sick or hey this happened and I and you know this is my hardship because of the pandemic. That in itself, you know, for the last couple of years has been the reason why people fell behind because it was a domino effect. Think about the businesses that shut down when that happened and and the people that fell behind or got money, but you know, it's it's all ran out. You have other hardships that could be just excessive debt. Like think about how many Americans live paycheck to paycheck. It is so easy to prove Um, especially in this day and age, when people are buying at the top of their budget, that's the worst thing that you could do. They're house poor. Like one thing happens and now it's a domino effect. The more they can't catch up on the mortgage, they can't pay their HOA, they can't pay their loans. And then it just is a domino effect. Like they start falling behind on everything else. So those are the top hardships that we see. Of course, there's isolated situations where it might be like medical debt, um, where somebody got sick and now they can't afford to pay their bills. Uh, Whatever that looks like, you just have to be able to prove it. So the first part of the process with the short sale is the lender reviewing all of their financials and you, in the beginning, have to do your due diligence and verify. Like when we talk to a seller, we find out what their hardship is. We get all of the supporting documents so that we know how to advocate for that seller to the bank because we've had situations where the bank has come back and say, oh, they're fine. They they can, they can afford the mortgage. You know, we're not gonna do a short sale. Uh, we'll try to do a loan mod, but they don't qualify. And we've had to go to bat like, look, they still have all of these medical bills. This happened. No, they can't afford it. And so as long as we can show them through the bank statements and the pay stubs, we'll be able to get it approved. So that's the first part. They have to have a financial hardship where they legitimately cannot afford the house. The second part of the process in order to qualify for a short sale is that they have to owe more than the house is worth. Now, this is confusing for a lot of people because if you're an investor, I'm going to talk to investors, then I'm going to talk to realtors. Okay. So investors, this happens all the time where you prospect to people in foreclosure and you look at the numbers and you're like, this isn't a good deal, like it has to be a short deal. Or this isn't a good enough deal and we wanna negotiate with the bank to get a lower price. That's not a short deal. If I put the house on the market and I fi- and I can find a buyer to pay off the mortgage and pay everything off, that's not a short deal. It has to be legitimately upside down in value. And that includes closing costs, like people don't factor all of that in. And that sometimes in itself puts that seller, you know, upside down where you have to factor in the closing costs, the mortgage, not only the primary mortgage, but any other liens um, on title and people don't do their due diligence. So they think, okay, I got your payoff statement with your mortgage. You owe 200,000. Let's go. I'll pay 200,000. And then they pull title and get to closing and they're like, oh, what about this $30,000 lien and now you've got taxes that you haven't paid in two or three years and that's another $30,000 and now all of a sudden it's not a deal anymore because you have $60,000 that's not accounted for so all of that has to be factored in so remember at the end of the day the bank is going to order their own third-party appraisal it's not going to come from you. It can't come from me. If if we're representing the seller, the bank is gonna is going to hire someone to tell them what the as is value is. So this is why you have to do your due diligence and pre-qualify them, so you don't submit something to the bank and the appraisal comes back and you're like, oh, this isn't even a short sale. You know, it's worth three hundred, and here I am thinking, you know, I'm submitting an offer at two hundred, thinking that I'm going to get this accepted, and, and I could actually have just put this on the market. And now I'm putting the seller in a worse situation because they're even further behind because I didn't do my due diligence or ask the right questions. So in order to qualify, you have to prove that they owe more than the house is worth. Otherwise there's nothing to negotiate. So when investors come to us and they say, okay, well, you know, just negotiate with the bank off of the balance. I'm like, I can't because there's equity. So as long as there's equity, it's not a short sale. Now realtors. The easiest way to look at it for a short sale is yes, we talked about the financial hardship, but when you go to list the house, if you were to get an offer and that offer that is at market value, okay, as is, remember, because the seller's not going to make repairs. If that as is offer contract that you have the seller accept, if that requires the seller to bring funds to closing, that's most likely a short sale because the seller cannot afford it because we already talked about the financial hardship. They're broke. So when you look at the listing and you compare apples to apples, okay, look at these comps, look at these comparables, look at the condition, factor all of that in and then make sure you're factoring in the closing costs, which is your commissions too. If it requires the seller to come to closing, you are not going to be able to sell it. That's the part that you're negotiating with the lender so that the lender takes the loss instead of the seller. And this can include anything. This, this can include HOA liens, taxes, like absolutely everything can be negotiated through the bank. So in a short sale, if it's done right, everything's negotiated and settled and the seller is walking away free and clear from the debt. So in order to qualify, financial hardship and they have to legitimately be upside down. And the key here, the biggest takeaway that you should get is that you need to determine that before you do the short sale, before you even start it with the bank. Because the seller's not gonna know if if they qualify and the bank is not gonna know based off the information you sent until you're already in it. So the best thing you can do as a realtor or as an investor is to pre-qualify the seller and make sure that this is the best strategy based off of those two things. If you want to learn how to work with these sellers, um, specifically with short sales, we do have a case study that we go over from start to finish, how we got the deal, how we negotiated the liens, how we I mean, we show you the HUDs and the breakdowns and all that. You can go to the description of this video. I'll put a link for the next class and I'll see you guys next time.